All right, episode 13, 13. y'all. Thanks a lot for uh, tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the last episode. Yeah, this was about the most recent board meeting. Um, We kind of followed a similar format that we got a lot of good feedback from where we provide you the actual recordings of what was said at the meeting and then we give our retorts to some of the information that we feel like was misleading or wrong or just flat out inappropriate. So um, this is our perspective. We got a new superintendent. I wish him the best. I hope everything goes well. I hope that this helps build and unite our community. I hope that we can get over this divisiveness. And then we're also another week closer to December 8th, which is the last day for the recall. And then everything will get quiet until we get the results, I'm sure. So yeah, guys, what do you got, Derek? Yeah, I like the I like the format we kind of did with the video. You actually hear what these people are saying. And because like, if you just heard us say and repeat like what these these people say, you wouldn't believe us. Like and one of them, the one younger girl is like for pedophilia in the cloud. Like she said it. So and it's on video. <laughs> so you guys can watch it. They stopped the we talked a little bit about the 5G part, the new superintendent. I don't know much about the guy, but, you know, obviously trust Kamrowski, Gonzalez and Wiersma. And uh, yeah, yeah, you got to you finally get to hear some more of our opinion on like actual rebuttals to like what they're actually saying. Um Gloves are a bit off now. I think we're kind of getting a little sick of trying to, you know, play nice with these people. So, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, you know, I'm going to talk about it. On on that note, you're, you're right. The gloves are a bit off. And it's specifically because I get tired of having the same conversation with people pushing back on me. They want to send me a message and say, oh, you're a bigot and you believe in this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like I have to give the same exact statement to like eight different people. I'm not doing that anymore. If you message me, I'm not going to respond. If I do, it will be an invite to the podcast. If you refuse the invite to the podcast, then the words that you're saying in a message or in the comments of a post on my social media is ultimately pointless. Because what that tells me is you don't believe in the words that you're saying enough to have a real-time, in-person, eye-to-eye discussion with me about how you disagree. I'm only interested in having dialogue with people who have the backbone to sit across from me and tell me how I'm wrong and why I'm wrong and where I'm wrong. Josh did it. Aaron did it. To me, those are real men in our community that are willing willing to push back on my ideas because they feel differently and they're strong enough in their conviction to be able to do that. So if you reach out on social media, I'm just going to write you off as a keyboard warrior, as some bot. You're using AI to, you know, send your messages to me. If you can't do it in real time, face to face on an episode, then you're silly. Your, your words are pointless. Don't talk crap in the social media of the platform. Come on the actual platform and speak that energy, baby. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. We'll catch y'all later. You ever wonder what is the truth? There go those two guys again. Why do they care so much about the truth? I honestly think their questions for the truth are problematic. Don't we all? You know, first thing I want to talk about, though, is um, 
I appreciate Edgar Diaz. I want to give him a shout out because I don't know if he listened to what we had to say last time. Or maybe somebody told him like, hey, you shouldn't use your time to talk about TVEA to bash the board because it doesn't look good. But he has been extremely professional when he goes up there and he does his TVEA thing. And I just want to give him a shout out because I, I appreciate that. Um, we talked about it before how I think parents, when they saw that before, were like, what the hell is going on? Why is the, why is the president of TVEA going up there and bashing the board during the time that he should be talking about the success or needs of TVEA? Right. Um, so he's, he's, he doesn't do that. He, did, he didn't do that this board meeting. And I appreciate his professionalism and his ability to um, stick to the things that are a priority, even though he's for the recall. But anyways, I, I wanted to say that first, and uh, let's just get right into it. I stand before you today to address a trespassing incident involving two members of the school board on my property. I don't appreciate the laughter. This is not just about my personal experience, but also about principles of respect, empathy, and professionalism that we expect from our school board members. Danny and Joseph came onto my property on September 16th to have their photo taken next to my recall sign, and then the photo, then the photo was posted on Instagram. I cannot speak to why they chose to do this, but I can say that my family felt mocked and intimidated. Danny then went on a podcast and lied about the incident. I have proof of what actually happened. It is essential that our school board members are held to the highest standards of honesty. It is concerning to me that Danny would lie about his behavior involving a TVUSD family. A number of people emailed these two about their behavior on my lawn. It was made clear to them that we felt very uncomfortable. I was then extremely surprised when Danny returned to the front of our house on November 21st and 22nd. He chose to park his truck right in front of our house both days even though there was ample parking. He also looked to be taking photos or video of my home. While none of this is illegal, it, while none of this is illegal, it felt very intentional and intimidating. All school board members should be committed to building a district where every student and family feels valued and respected. After this incident, my family does not. I have two children in this district. It's very disheartening that you would choose to come onto the property of the very children you claim to protect and mock them. And then in Danny's case, return for more. We have a democratic right to recall. You don't have a right to come on my property. The, please be advised. All right, go ahead, Derek, what do you got? Well, so Danny was like showing a video on his phone. So from the picture that I saw, it looks like the sign was on her grass and it looks like they were probably on the sidewalk and took a picture uh, of themselves from the sidewalk, which isn't illegal. So uh, I don't know what, once again, dude, these people just like come and cry and complain about every little thing and how they feel uncomfortable and scared. The problem is, like I said, they keep crying wolf. So no one's going to believe them about anything anymore about when there's really bullying some or something going down. It's like they've already proven they're just, they just make up things about it. It's just, it's laughable. I, I mean, um, 
I think the reason why I wanted to talk about this uh, is because she said that he came on our podcast and lied, but then didn't provide any context about what he lied about. So um, I'd be interested if if that person um, and I'm not trying to call her out. I'm just saying if you can please reach out and maybe explain what it is he lied about so we can so we can have some clarity because. um yeah, I mean, that's a sharp claim to say that he's going to come on here and lie about that. I mean, he, he did say that he was just on the sidewalk and they took a photo. The other thing that she left out is the fact that like her next the reason why Danny she's making it seem like Danny and Joseph went to her house specifically to mock her and like laugh at her. And then he showed up again. She's leaving out the part that Danny and Joseph were invited to a birthday party and it's her neighbor that Danny and Joseph are both friends with. So when she says Danny came back to take photos of my house and park in front, maybe he went back to just visit his friend. You know, and then the other thing is, I think it's ridiculous when she says my family felt mocked and intimidated. Let me tell you something. I was in the drive through at Ziggy's with my family. We got Komorowski stickers on the side of our car and someone drove by and flipped us off. Okay, with my children in the car. So for you to say that because they're standing on the sidewalk and they're taking a picture picture of your recall sign, you felt mocked and intimidated. Yeah, well, I, I. I think I understand what feeling mocked and intimidated for feeling certain way about this whole recall thing is really like. And I think that that's, I think that's embarrassing that you'd get up and try to like inflate the situation. They didn't, they didn't have bad intentions. They weren't laughing at your family. They saw the recall sign. They said, we're here. We should just do it. So if, if anyone can reach out and explain the lie she's talking about, I, I take that, um, pretty serious to make the claim that we we talk about lies on our podcast because that's the exact opposite of what we're we're actually trying to do the exact opposite so if you can reach out and prove that he lied on here we'll cover that easily 100 percent. so um we'll move on to the next one yeah. all right 3846 jen sharf First, Danny, you are so rude. It's ridiculous. So rude. All right. School districts are supposed to be safe spaces for students to learn, to be supported, and even celebrated. But now, because of the actions of Jen Wiersma, Danny Gonzalez, and Joseph Komorowski, our schools, our district, and particularly our, oh, sorry, your board meetings, are no longer spaces where our students feel welcomed. For years, the TVUSD school board has had the tradition of honoring outstanding students. Board recognitions were a way to include celebrations of the amazing students we have in this community. They were a way for the district to recognize the vast and varied achievements of students at all levels. And now, because of your illegal, divisive, and chaotic actions, students no longer feel safe attending. It is truly a blemish on your tenure that you have scared away the very students you are supposed to serve. On top of that, our student body representatives will no longer be attending board meetings as they no longer feel welcome because of your wife, Mr. Komorowski. She screamed at them and called them ugly and disrespectful when they stood up for themselves when they were being harassed by your supporters. Two of our student leaders were even brought to tears by your wife's beratement. And I can tell you that my own student, for one, is very relieved. I'm sorry, Joe, am I getting in the way of your texting? Uh, is very relieved to not have put herself at risk anymore. Oh, that's awesome. Deuces. 
As someone who's been repeatedly and illegally kicked out of these meetings by the man who just left, I'm wondering why you did not kick your wife out for bullying a student, something that is actually detrimental to their safety and well-being. Where was her immediate red card for name-calling? I'm not even bringing up the fact that your wife screamed at Trustee Barclay like a lunatic after the last board meeting. It's time for you three, sorry, two now because one was out, to face reality. You do not represent this community and you are not good for students. So that's the uh, so that's uh, the one, and she's a teacher over at Great Oak. So you know, if you're wondering where your kids are getting their attitude from, it's probably <laughs> from, from where it's going on. But uh, I I saw the video of that, and to my recollection, like, okay, first off, I can't stand how they like use these high schoolers as pawns, right? They go tell these kids, oh, weren't you afraid? Oh, oh my God! And once again, and once again, they're emotional propaganda, like they just do over and over and over. But I actually like the the kids making the videos. I thought actually the videos are pretty cool, and I thought the Rancho Vista High School one about the like all the stuff they're learning there was like good. So I thought like the videos were a good thing if they're that afraid, and and she keeps talking about the red card, but then she said it happened after the meeting where. So it was after the meeting. So Karoski wanted to give the meetings over. But yeah, she's the one that's a teacher of at Great Oak. The one that's, yeah, even told herself, been repeatedly kicked out. I don't know about illegally. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. She gets kicked out and then cusses as she's leaving. And she's just a real piece of garbage. So that's what I think. <laughs> All right. So, um, like Derek said, uh, my, my perspective on this is uh, I, I think you lose credibility when you get kicked out at every meeting. I think that like when you when you, when you come on and you want to be taken seriously, but you can't even act right at a meeting, you, you can't act professional enough to just like withhold your attitude and freaking out and causing a scene. It's like it's always a nightmare when she shows up, I feel like. And then uh, she ended up getting kicked out at the end of the night uh, oh, later on. Yeah. So like um Go for a record then. <laughs> but uh yeah, you know what, what what okay, this is what I found interesting. And and I agree with you. Well, I agree with you that uh the videos that they played way more I was way more attentive to the videos than hearing the kids uh, talk on the microphone. I was. And I think that there's also value to it because they're learning how to edit and yeah. basically be content creators. Right. Um, so I, I think that that's great. Now, before the meeting, I was told by another teacher who's for the recall that I talk to regularly that it was actually the administrators of the high schools that told those students they can no longer attend the meetings for their safety. But then she got up there and she said that the students are scared to go to the meeting. So it's like, well, well, which is it? You know, I mean, that's a convenient narrative. And given your record of integrity, I don't really believe you when before the meeting, a teacher that I trust that doesn't get kicked out told me a different story. So that's cute that she went up there and, and said that. But again, and again, and this is also the teacher, keep in mind, who's behind the lawsuit, the CRT lawsuit. When we ask what's wrong with the content of the actual CRT resolution, there's no answer for that. There's, you know, it's just, oh, she can't teach history the way she wants now, yeah. you know? And if you read the resolution and that's her position, then uh, that should tell you enough. But anyways, um, yeah, we'll move on to the next one. So Patrick York at uh, 43. All right, my name is Patrick York. I am the parent of two Temecula Valley High School students. I'm a fourth grade teacher at Barnett Elementary School. 
and I'm a proud member of TVEA. Tonight, I'm speaking on behalf of TVEA's organizing committee and our members who are dedicated to advocating for Temecula's teachers and protecting the rights of Temecula students and families. Currently, our committee is focused on holding the three, Wiersma, Gonzalez, and Kamraski, accountable for their divisive and illegal governing decisions. Decisions that have eroded the public's trust and their ability to govern honestly, and decisions that show they are not governing in the best interest of all students. Our committee will continue to educate TVEA members about the board's policies, and we will continue to promote policies that elevate our district's academic success and establish a school climate of equality and inclusivity. Now that you have a brief understanding of our committee's goals, I would like to address Wiersma Gonzalez and Kamraski's self-professed goals as board trustees. I've heard ad nauseum your commitment to parental rights and community involvement. You claim to value stakeholders' input, but you make profound decisions for our district with little to no public discourse. When you three denied our students a curriculum, you cried out for more parental involvement. Parents were encouraged to complete a survey sharing their opinions of the curriculum. Kamraski purposefully denied parents and the community the right to view the results of that survey. We're still waiting on the results. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that transparency? Does withholding vital information regarding stakeholders' opinions protect parental rights? Clearly, this board uses parental rights as a rally cry, but does not truly believe in the actual rights of those parents to participate in the decisions that impact their children. And now you're prepared to hire a superintendent under similar circumstances. A survey was sent to parents. No results have been published. Parental rights denied again. Where was the community involvement? What do you got, Derek? (laughs) I honestly... that guy, like, I don't know what the hell he was really talking about, to be honest. Like, he, uh, well, first off, with the superintendent, he used to like, complain about that. The way they hired Jody was they hired her in the dark, too, like when that dude retired. So they set the bar. So now they're upset that we're doing it the same way, but they're the one that set it. Like, that's how they did it. And then he was complaining about uh, the survey and the curriculum. But we had Danny come on and explain all that. With like the the results of the survey, like we've already, or no, unless it's a, a different one. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Derek. That's exactly what it is. He's talking about the feedback from the TCI curriculum, and we covered that on Danny's episode. It was way less than 400 pieces of feedback, and much of it, much of it was negative feedback against the curriculum. So isn't it interesting that a representative from TVEA came on, and he was passionately frustrated and sure that that was Dr. Komorowski's fault? Negative. The reason why the district never released that information, in my opinion, is it because it shows how much of a failure that was on their end. It shows how bad they dropped the ball with parental feedback. So if you'd like to see it, I have it. I have all the feedback. I can give you the link and you can share it with whoever you want. If anybody would like to see it, please reach out. We didn't see the results of that feedback because it would not help in the recall effort. That is the truth. The, the interesting thing to me is this, is he talked about, uh, I, I have it in my notes here. Um, uh, he makes sharp claims with no detail and he claims to want public discourse. So, um, hey, Patrick, 
come on, let's have public yeah. discourse. Let's let's hear what you got to say if that's really what you want. What I found interesting is he spoke so professionally, but the whole time he was sitting there <laughs> and he was messing with Riley. Anytime Riley tried to record, yeah, he would just that. move his body to get in the way. It's like, man, you know, I really kind of took you seriously until I saw you doing that. But hey, Patrick, come on, let let's hear what you have to say. Um, you had some pretty sharp claims. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be interested in hearing what you have to say. And and I'd like to know, since you know you're part of TVA and you're a dad in the district and you feel so strongly about the lack of parental involvement, I'd like to know where you stood on the last hire of Jody McClay. There was no community involvement there at all. So um, yeah, I, I, I'd like to know if you were just as upset there, because if not, then uh, your your opinion's pretty biased. If you had nothing to say then, when there was no community involvement, when they basically handed Jody McClay the reins, she was an assistant superintendent, and they did it during closed session with no community involvement at all. The community didn't even know it was going to happen. One day they just showed up and they're like, hey, Jody McClay's our new superintendent. So there's even a Temecula Patch article on it. So um, yeah, I'd be interested to see where you stood on that. And if you were against that, then I'm with you, man. But if you're not, then I... I I think you're just uh, you're just trying to cause more chaos. Yeah, and like one last thing, I, I saw something like Kamrowski uh, when he was talking about that survey getting the results. Uh, I think Kamrowski was like kind of pointing towards this, the Dr. Velez. So you know, obviously, I think it's insinuating like, well, she like has the reason, like talk to her, like so there must be some type of hold up. I don't know how that works, but. Kamrowski wouldn't like blame her out of the blue and then you know if he was blaming her and like she wasn't at blame I'm sure she would have gave him like a weird look like what the hell so yeah dude but I don't know what this guy's really talking about to be yeah yeah well anyways um yeah I just thought that was interesting so we'll go on to the next one this is uh Christy McClure at uh around 46 minutes 25 seconds It's been a year since you three were elected, and I'd like to review your accomplishments and delivery on campaign promises. Past parental notification policy. You mean the one that you copied from another district that was then ruled unconstitutional by a superior court judge? There's no AR, and this hasn't been implemented at TVUSD. There's no change to teacher and staff behavior. This policy did nothing. If you're going to copy someone else's work, make sure they have it done correctly. Any teacher will tell you that. Advocated for age-appropriate curriculum. You have literally passed every curriculum piloted and recommended by teachers. You've done nothing to change the curriculum review process. The only thing is to review the supplemental material of one textbook for one grade level, and we haven't heard anything about that one. Remove divisive and discriminatory content. CRT was never taught in this district. You all said that. The resolution was a way to prevent it. The resolution actually inaccurately describes CRT, so whatever you banned, it wasn't CRT. The flag policy. Dr. Kowalski, you said, quote, how hard is it to ensure there's an American flag and a California flag in every classroom? I don't know. It seems pretty damn hard because the resolution doesn't even say that. It just bans every other flag and wastes superintendent and principal's time on flag approvals and reviews. Is the big accomplishment about divisive content when Jen violated school board policy and going on school property and ordering a staff member to remove a display she found personally offensive? Prioritizing core education. I haven't seen one policy that meaningfully addresses education. I have seen you deplete the general fund and waste money that could have been spent on students in education. 
For a board majority claiming to have done so much for the district, it seems like very few of your resolutions have actually resulted in anything different at school or changed any staff behavior. All you've done is remove flags, waste money, and violate the rules that govern your conduct. Such accomplishments. I guess I should stop for supporting the recall then. Hey man, at least she's with us now. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, that was one way to end it. I love I too real quick when their side like does that like wrong time clap like when it's just like two people or, like one person like you know pressing or somebody clapping. It's just like this one loud like oh sorry I thought that thought you know <laughs> it's like they can't be on the same page as that. Uh, you could address. Uh, did you take notes because she was saying a lot of. Yeah, yeah. First thing, she seems a lot. She seems to know a lot about CRT. So, um, you know, with such strong knowledge, I've been looking for somebody to come on and talk about the CRT resolution. She claims that it misrepresents what CRT really is. Well, why don't we talk about that? You know, a lot of people get up there and they have some sharp things to say real quick, but they don't provide any context or information. Uh, for example, she doubled down with her claim about how horrible the board is by talking about the Jen Weersma going to a school and removing a display she didn't like she found offensive no i found it offensive i was the one who found it offensive you don't even know what you're talking about you just heard the story and you're a good talker and you got up there and wanted to wanted to just throw that shade out there the tms display was talking about banned books there was no context they were celebrating national banned book week a whole month early and my daughter came home thinking that books have been banned in our district and now we're catching the recall people basically saying that to collect signatures so that's exactly what the school did that's that's what it did it misled our community to think that books were banned so yeah jen went there to take to call for that to be taken down because it misrepresents what's actually going on and it actually worked in a, in a certain case so i'd love to have you on you had a lot to say Come on, let's talk about your opinion on CRT. I'd love to hear more about it because, again, you claim that it doesn't even really represent CRT, but you don't talk about anything in the actual resolution. And then you talk about the TMS thing without providing the actual context of what happened, acting like Jen was the one who was uh, you know, offended by it. No, 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 I was. So if you'd like to come on and discuss it, you're welcome to. And now it clicked on my head too. That's the propaganda they're doing. I was wondering why they're doing like, why would any school or anybody do some national banned book week a month early? And then those aren't even books that are banned at that school, right? And then now it clicks. So they could take a picture of that display and then blame during the recall saying that we, our side is banning books. This is propaganda. This is how it works. They take little snippets of like, uh, yes, it's true. There was that display up, but if you don't know anything else about it and done any research on it, they just take narratives and pictures and little snippets and they, they tell stories out of context and everybody's catching on to them. That's why they can't get away with it anymore. Now we know like what they do. They change the definition of words. Yeah, she wasn't making no sense either, but <laughs> yeah, she's going to have some big thing about Weren't they bitching about CRT being banned? Wasn't their big thing? But then if it was never taught, I never, they've never answered that one basic thing of like, why were you guys like protesting about CRT being banned then if it was never being taught? So what do you care if we ban it? So then now we bad the resolution that would allow CRT. So in effect, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, we don't want CRT being taught. So if we ban CRT or ban the resolution, it's the same concept. Oh, great job, Joe. You didn't take down any flat or you just ensured 
the American flag and the California flag is in, you couldn't even do that because you just pretty much made the thing that no other flags. I don't know. She's like pretty much reversing. It's like the same. It means the same thing. Yeah. And they just do that constantly. I'm sick of it. Yeah, she, she said that uh, all they did was remove flags, remove other flags. They didn't mandate the American and the California. But again, it's like, how do we get to the point where we had to even do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. We'll keep going, guys. Next one is uh, 53 minutes, around 53 minutes. Beth Sauls. here for two reasons tonight. One is that commitments that were made to me by the district with regard to resolving our issues were not followed up on. Two is that new information became available to me on October 24th that what the school and the district were concealing all along was not just misconduct and lying, it was a crime. On that day, a sheriff's deputy, one that works for Riverside County but is not an SRO, watched the video of teacher Kruger grabbing my son's arm and explained to me that if this same exact incident had occurred at the Promenade Mall and this same video evidence was, was produced, a ticket for battery would have been issued on the spot. Dr. Velez, she told me I could call her Kim, was the first person affiliated with this school district to acknowledge to me that she understood that I had been speaking truthfully about this incident since day one. I have 12 pages of notes with the content of two meetings with her. I am going to share a very tiny sample of that content with you, and I do this because, unbelievably, it appears that some people in your employment are trying to actually take back some of the acknowledgement that has already been given to me. Where I represent the exact wording, you can be sure that it is. Um, if anyone disputes this, I am happy to sit down and walk through the entire content of these conversations. I asked Kim if she had seen the video and if she had seen the security consultant's report about it, and I asked her if she acknowledged what happened or the district still disputing it. She said, I've read all your emails. I actually watched the video. I'm not debating any of your points that you've made in your email and the video. I'm not debating any of that. I would say that your points are pretty valid. She apologized on behalf of HR. Mr. Morton, she apologized on behalf of everybody. In our next meeting, she acknowledged what I had been saying for months, that I had initially been shown video evidence that was altered to obscure what had happened. She was careful with her words, but she opened the meeting with, to our knowledge, somebody took a video of the original and it's flipped and turned and it's grainy. That bothered me about the investigation. That's a problem. I don't like that. It's not transparent. The rest of this will have to be in your email because I'm out of time. And here's the pictures of your teacher grabbing my son. Video. So she got cut off, but um, this is a mom whose son was bullied by a teacher, by the by seemingly like the whole school is what she feels like. She feels like that uh, her son was grabbed, and then they acted like they didn't, and then the video came out, and she was she saw the video, and it was proven that they did. And the current police report on file basically is calling them liars, and uh, she's just trying to get the record corrected. And, and she's having extreme difficulty doing that. She feels like the, the police department is kind of uh, helping conceal the situation. And they're looking to protect the teacher over the student. And um, I think that's a problem if a mom feels like that in our district. Yeah, a huge problem. I know Danny was like, uh, Gonzalez was big on, uh, he said he's going to handle it. And I think I heard, we're sitting in the front row. So Schwartz even said after that, so Schwartz must have heard that story too. And even Schwartz was like saying that like, oh, I'm going to look into it too. So hopefully he will. I mean, like, yeah, from what her story is, like you said, I don't know what's to be said or not be said, but 
uh, it's very concerning that the sheriff and it seems like there was like they all I know they altered the video and like they did a lot of shady things over like and this and Beth she's like a really really nice lady like I don't even think she was political this just had to do with her son getting grabbed by the teacher and then I think when she went to address it they were like your son's lying and if he brings it up again we'll charge you and she's like what you know, like, they were just, like, really, and once again, Morton. He's always getting brought up in this stuff. Like, he might be a nice guy. I don't know. I, I, from what I've heard, he's, like, a fence walker. Like, he doesn't really do much. Or, But in this case, for whatever reason, I don't know why, when you see the video of a teacher grabbing the kid, it's, like, at least a suspension or something. But to, like, outright lie and then... I mean, Valez, I think, already, like, they admitted in emails that it happened. Now they're trying to, like, backtrack. And they admitted that they altered the video. Like, that takes a lot of effort just to, like, save a teacher. It's just very odd to me. And it's concerning if the sheriff is, like, helping out the principal and the teacher, like, cover up a, a bullying thing. Yeah, and, and just to clarify, I don't think they, I don't think it's been proven that the video was doctored. It just is like a weird video all of a sudden that one clip is funky i think i think that's the situation that's going on i mean obviously the insinuation is there but there's nothing that's really been proven but i think what the mom told me that kind of blew me away was she just feels like they're just trying to give her an apology and then okay now let's move on and and she doesn't want that you know and um yeah we should all stand with her imagine if that was your kid how would you feel you know anyways yeah, we'll yeah, keep going. Uh, next, we got uh, Stephanie at around 58 minutes. Stephanie Dawson, followed by Lynn. Question, am I allowed to give my time up to the mom who couldn't finish? I'm asking the board. Yeah, she mentioned she couldn't finish her time. She's talking about Beth. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. As a reminder, according to TVUSD bylaws, quote, the Board of Trustees has been elected by the community to provide leadership and citizenship oversight over the district. The board shall ensure that the district is responsible to the values, beliefs, and priorities of the community. Bylaw section 9000, item 2A, states that the duties of the board is to employ the superintendent. Now I'd like to take a quick trip down memory lane. Between the start of the COVID shutdowns and by 2022, many parents throughout this time had begun to realize just how damaging the shutdowns, the isolation, the endless mandates, and what the COVID environment within our schools was doing to our children. The demographics of children that took the biggest hits were those in need of special services, young children in critical developmental stages, and teens. Many realized that the damage that COVID had done during uh, that COVID had done in our schools was far worse than the actual threat of the virus. With that being said, many of us took to our school boards for help. Here in Temecula, the response we received from the school board at the time and the superintendent was shameful. There was no empathy whatsoever, and over time, they became even more dismissive and insulting to us parents. As an example, I'm going to read the guidance on masks issued by California Department of Public Health during this time. Their guidance states that schools were to, quote, develop and implement local protocols to enforce the mask mandates. Under this provision, schools retain the flexibility to tailor protocols for enforcing the mass requirements to their local circumstances. What did our district and school admin choose to do in regard to enforcing the mass mandates? They choose to issue cruel punishment to students. And that was the response of the board and the superintendent. And what was the response of the board and superintendent? When these punishments were brought to their attention, they insulted us, dismissed us, and labeled what we had to say misinformation and disinformation. 
Jody McClay used those words herself. The board and superintendent failed our children and failed our community. A new majority, we vowed to have a new majority voted in, and that's exactly what we did. Our new majority has now voted for a new superintendent, and that is exactly what... So uh, that was Stephanie. We've had her on an episode before. What do you got, Derek? Um, I think I'm, I'm so glad she brought that up. Uh, that whole COVID thing really grinds my gears. No, it like, man, the fact that they like have just overlooked the whole COVID thing and like the stuff that they did and the and the rules they implemented and they keep on bitching like, well, it was a law. We had to do it. She reads it right there. They had the flexibility not to mask the kids for three years. And they wonder why all the kids are like doing worse. They fired half the staff that wouldn't get the shot. And they wonder why these teachers are like overworked. And so they, they, they bring this all on themselves. And then Jody would not listen to us. We went there and gave her facts. And once again, us conspiracy theories are now proven right. Like what we said is happening is happening with all the learning, you know, everything we said has happened. But the bottom line is Jody wasn't listening. That's why she got fired. The left had a bitch about that. We got a new superintendent. But yeah, once again, our, I think our biggest problem is accountability. There's no accountability for the whole COVID mess up. They're going to like, now you see him on shows, like give us some forgiveness. We didn't know we're doing the best <laughs> we could. It's like, it, how did I know? I'm just some guy on Instagram, like watching videos, but somehow I knew it was all the shame. I, I knew everything that was going to happen, but you didn't know. And they make, and all their mistakes never benefit anyone. They always hurt the kid. Everything gets worse on their mistakes. It's like almost impossible. If you didn't know, you think they'd be right one time out of the blue, but they're seriously wrong almost every single time. And it always affects negatively, like the surrounding people like the innocent people. So I'm glad she brought that up. I'm sick of them just like, and I saw the lady next to me like on her phone, like, oh my God. She was like texting, like they're bringing reliving COVID again. It's like, bitch, you don't understand how many people got fired, lost their jobs, freaking croak from the vaccine. Kids had reactions and they're like, oh, reliving COVID again. It's like, well, yeah, it took away three years of normal people to have their own businesses taken away. The kids had to be homeschooled. It's like there's these teachers and these liberals are just so selfish. They only care about themselves and they're just making it clearer and clearer. It's just, they're just, yeah. So I'm glad she brought it up I mean, and they need to be held accountable. And like you getting fired is you being held accountable. So real quick on this, right. Um, and I appreciate Stephanie bringing this up because I actually wanted to do a whole segment on this. She gave us a bunch of information after her, after her podcast episode, um, specifically about this. And I want to talk to everybody, okay? Let me explain to you the way our system is supposed to work, not the way you want it to work, not the way it has worked, the way it's supposed to work, okay? If we were supposed to follow, completely follow and fall in line with the guidelines for our, for our schools from the state of California, then our school board members would be appointed, but that is not how it works. How it works is we have a local election to elect people that are going to represent us. The state then passes policy that allows flexibility within each district. It is then the responsibility of those locally elected officials to meet the needs of the community, not just fall in line and follow your boss. When that's the worst type of leader, someone who leads up when you're just leading so you can impress your boss, but then the people below you, your constituents hate it. 
A good leader, what a good leader does is it takes the policies from its higher up and it figures out how to best implement to to meet the needs of its subordinates. That is what is supposed to happen. Now, everybody's freaking out because our current board is pushing back on the state of California, pushing back on the state government, kind of doing what they were supposed to do, which is take the policy and meet the needs of their constituents and the people who put them into office. Everybody's freaking out because, oh, just fall in line, just follow suit. No, that's not how this goes. If that's how it's supposed to go, then our school board members would be appointed, but they're not appointed, they're elected. So again, the school board at the time during COVID had the opportunity to be real leaders but instead they were followers of the state. They did straight, you, you just surrender your authority and your power to the people above you. What a waste of leadership. What a waste of setting the example. What, of the, what a waste of an opportunity of taking care of your people. Like, I don't understand why we lose this. And then they laugh. They like make fun of like freedom and stuff. Like, bro, anytime somebody mocks freedom, it, it drives me crazy because they are, Americans for the most part, so blessed that they rest under the blanket of freedom that they don't even really understand to the point that they laugh at it when there are people right now who couldn't fathom the freedoms that we have people right now living in a mud hut that can't go to school that can't speak their mind that can't speak out that can't do what they want to do that can't live their life they're being oppressed that all sorts of craziness slavery right now is higher than it's ever been in the history of the world what are we talking about so for me when i see our board members people like our board members who are stepping up to take the reins to show the community what leadership actually is i like it i appreciate it because the board before failed during covid and there's no disputing that and when you laugh at us and disregard you spit in the face of every friggin' veteran that fought for freedom that was willing to give their life for freedom everybody who actually gave something when you laugh at freedom and you're american it shows how just ignorant you are how shell how sheltered you are you've never left temecula probably you, you you never left the country you don't even know what it's like to 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 not have a toilet you know what i mean it's it's like it just when people laugh at us for our frustration about the freedoms and and covid it's frustrating for me dude because they're they're laughing at something that is so taken for granted in our country and they don't even understand it anyways um thank you to steffi for speaking out on that uh yeah we'll go to the next one cameron brown and it's around an hour 11 and 30 seconds this is my favorite guys (laughs) to preface this speech is not directed towards any board member banning depictions of violence and profanity profanity in curriculum do not protect our children it shelters them from reality i say our as they are the future we will see in the years to come 
Demonstrating through our actions that those with different backgrounds and traumatic experiences are a bad thing only brings us as a community backwards in time. Reading books that include topics such as sexual violence and pedophilia, when displayed as a bad thing, are not detrimental to our children's educational development. Implementing a program where books can be flagged as potentially objectionable material, the decision for the individual student can be decided by the guardian. A waiver having been signed by the guardian to the school would ensure that the student is being guided through the reading or that the guardian has deemed their child mature enough to read the material. Growing up in a community, Illinois, that fosters individual maturing, I can assure anyone who asks, students will find their way. A large part of my identity I found through reading in my elementary and middle school years, finding what I knew was wrong and how to identify it and how to be a good friend to others. Reading what is ethically wrong does not convert one, but rather demonstrates what is not okay. Through the words written on pages, are people able to further understand the impact of these actions, such as bullying, violence, and more. Being recognized as a school district by the governor of California was not a beneficial thing in any way. An assembly bill, specifically Assembly Bill 1078, was made in response to the actions of this school district as a district. Being penalized for prohibiting a specific curriculum because the board decided that having someone who was gay included in a supplemental reading in a textbook was worse than potentially paying up to a million dollar fine that did not come out of their pockets, but out of our pockets, out of the school district's pockets. And this is not only disheartening to the community, but to those who have fought for representation for many years. We need to find a solution, not fight to fight. All right. Let's find a solution and not fight to fight. But first, let's start by actually knowing the lawsuits that happened before you go up and speak. There was no lawsuit that impacted our community for the TCI curriculum. So that's claim that that was her last claim. And I would just like to just throw that out there. That didn't happen. But again, this is the result of the recall effort spinning lies to sell their story. Because now we have somebody that's going up to the board meetings and making the claim that we were impacted by a lawsuit from the state of California because of the TCI curriculum when that did not happen. Now I'm going to leave the good parts for my friend Derek because he's been waiting for this one. Yeah, I think Daniel's in the bathroom when she, she went up and like, spoke. Okay. I cannot believe she said what she said. There, finally, one of their people on their side actually admitted it, right? She goes, oh, so when are we going to let the kids know that pedophilia and like sexual violence and profanity is not bad? So according to her, pedophilia is not bad, and it should be taught to like elementary school kids. And she's like telling her once again these personal lie stories of like, I read and learned so much in elementary school. You're like eight. What the hell did you learn from a book in elementary school? And like who, no parent will let you make decisions because you read something in a book. So I can't believe, I was thinking, I wonder if it's like a chat GPT thing or something that she's just reading off. But the fact, and it was la I was laughing because like when she first said that, everyone in the room was like, what the F? Like even her side like didn't clap when she said that part. Like I think her side was like, you can't say like you can't tell them our plan of like we really don't think pedophilia is bad because that's what they believe obviously like she went I can't believe this stupid stupid girl went up and actually said that but I appreciate it now because at least we know now you know what they want or what this what this girl 
obviously thinks that pedophilia and sexual trauma and profanity and stuff should be taught like in the elementary school. Like we've been saying that they're doing it, that they want to do. And there's like, he was saying, no, we're not. No, we're not. It's not happening here. And then you always ask him, well, hypothetically, if it was, would you be against it? Well, it's not happening here. We don't want that. Well, now, you know, she just went up and said that it's not a bad thing and that she thinks, according to her, that it should be put in there, like for the kids to read. Boom. Like, it's happening. And I I don't know who gave her the advice to go read that. I don't know if she had a parent in the room. Um, but She uh, was young. She did seem young. Yeah, yeah, she seemed young, but, you know, go ahead and come and, and speak your mind, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure your side's going to have to jump on your back now, like either retract what you said or they're going to probably go full force because already there was a thing about pedophilia, how that's not a disorder anymore. It's a preference. They changed it to DSM. Oh, wow. And they're changing the name of pedophilia to MAPS, Minor Attracted Persons. So they are trying to normalize it. So now it's a preference. The, the term has changed because everyone like, that's what I'm saying. Do your research now, folks, because they're going to say, well, your teacher's a map and you're going to think they're talking about a globe or like the countries. You're not going to realize that the teacher might be a convicted freaking pedophile or, but they'll just say, well, you know, he's a map. He's changed. It was just his preference. You know, who cares? So be aware. know the terminology. Once again, they're switching up the language and, you know, you know, pay attention. So, um. So, yeah, I mean, again, I think that this is she seemed fairly young, so I don't know if she has kids or not. Um, I'm willing to bet that maybe she doesn't because I feel like if you do, that's one of the first things you say when you go up there. You know, so I, I think that this is an example of somebody who maybe doesn't understand, like, the desire of the family unit and the family dynamic. I, like the. Books like that should not be in school. If kids want to read that book, then it should be up to their parent. I agree with her, right? She was saying that there should be some sort of policy where a parent authorizes the student to read that. But then you just you bring that into the schools and open the door for them to forget to get that signature or forget to, oh, we forgot to get the signature from you, but your daughter for the past eight months has been reading this book about how to give fellatio and how to find dating apps online. You know, it's like, Dude, why don't you just teach our kids math, English, science, history? Why don't you focus on making them doctors, engineers, rocket scientists, make them useful, productive members of our society? All of this cultural stuff, leave that to the home. Leave that to the individual parent. I don't understand why they feel the need to bring this stuff into the school. It doesn't belong in the school. That's it. That, that's, that's, yeah. th that's the perspective of everyday normal people. I'm sorry to tell you, if you think you're a moderate and you don't agree with it on that topic, you're not on the moderate side. Speak to any normal person. Why is this coming into the school? Why are we even talking about that? That's crazy. Yeah. And everything she says is void after she says pedophiles aren't bad, right? Like there aren't <laughs> bad people. Sorry, I'm not listening to you anymore. Like the, your opinion's like useless to me. But you're asking the question of like, why are they like shoving this cultural stuff? Look up your history in Germany and stuff and Mao and stuff. You know, the communists and Newsom and stuff. This is our ideology. This is how you take down a country from the inside. You get to their youth and you start confusing them about uh, their gender and you get rid of the men and do all that type of stuff. And that's a worldview thing that you have to look into about whether or not you trust the government has the best intentions, you know, for you, which they don't. 
and it's becoming like blatantly obvious now because now you have kids coming up to the freaking stand saying pedophiles aren't bad and we should teach kids about them. It's like, are you insane? They're like, you didn't practice that speech before. No one told you not to say that part. Like, that's how dumb our kids are, though, too. She looked young. Yeah, a lot of these kids are idiots, man. They have no critical thinking skills. To think that you would go up in front of a group and say that pedophiles are not bad is, like, insane to me. <laughs> you know? And it's like, whatever. You know, that's your youth for you. That's a typical brainwashed young white liberal and of course she's being brainwashed by i'm sure who knows you know probably the gen sharps of the world but you know i'd love to hear the i would love to hear the other side's viewpoint what she said are uh, yeah are pedophile maps is that just a preference or are they aren't they aren't bad people and do you think our kids should be taught about it i'm curious to know if they really if they agree with her or they do they disavow her yeah. for saying that yeah we're gonna move on to the next one uh valerie this is an interesting one. Valerie? This is at around an hour 21 and Valerie? six seconds. Is that Valerie? Oh, followed by Rusty. I thought I knew what I was going to say when I came up here. I don't know anymore. This is crazy, guys. Crazy. First of all, I want to say I'm not for or against anyone. I am not red. I am not blue. I'm not left. I am not right. I am a mom. I'm a mom who wants her son to be able to continue to go to school. And oh my God, I'm going to cry. I got a letter from the school yesterday saying he's going to be disrolled because he has a medical waiver. And they're not going to accept it anymore. It came out of left field. I had no idea. I have until Friday to decide what I'm going to do with my son. Help me. Tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. I am not going to go get him vaccinated. No, that's not an option. Homeschooling? He doesn't... He, I can't homeschool him. He needs to be in school. He needs to be with his friends and his teacher who he adores. I shouldn't even have to be here discussing this right now. I want him to go to school. I don't want to be faced with this. What can I do? Just tell me what I can do. It has been a crappy, crappy, crappy three years for me with other stuff dealing with my daughter being sick. And now I'm faced with this. What do I do? Help me. I don't even know what else to say. I thought I knew what I was going to say. But that's all I want to say. Help me keep my son in school. Don't tell me I have to take him out. Yesterday, I get the letter. They're saying he'll be in disenrolled on Friday. Who does it? He's in fourth grade. Fourth grade. I have nothing else. Ma'am, ma'am, I'm going to have you um, talk to Mr. Vickery in the back right there. I want you to give his your contact information, and somebody from our office will contact you tomorrow. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Rusty? Yo, I just want to say everybody was clapping when it was dealt with like that. It's like, that's the type of thing that we should be doing. We should have each other's backs on stuff like this. Like, regardless of where you feel, like how many Republican people are laughed at in our community for being anti-vax, you know? And it's like, 
Well, I don't care if she's anti-vax. I don't care where she stands politically. She shouldn't have to go through that. We all pay our our taxes here for the public school, and all of us can agree that her fourth grader should be able to go to class. What do you got? I would love to have her on, and like, I wonder if they did reach out to the, uh, reach out to her and see. It's very odd to get a letter in November. Like, school's already been in session. He's in fourth grade, so why would they come back out of the blue and just be like? I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but man, she was like obviously begging for help. And yeah, for the school, like send you a letter and be like, we're disenrolling on Friday, like not even giving like the family any time to repair anything. Friday's in three days. Like, no, it's in two days. Like and she got the letter that day. So like what kind of school would do that of like, well, yeah, if you have a job and stuff, you have a, or you can't take care of him. I don't have to tell you here. He has to stay home. You know, it's like, that's just like a real shitty, shitty thing to do. Like literally give a parent four days. They figure out the situation, whatever, about a vaccine. And then and then I think she said that because they didn't take the medical exemption. So and I'm so sick of that with all that with all the vaccine and COVID shit. If it's COVID, whatever, it could be any other medical health issue. Like I'm so sick of this school district, like determining whether people have an ex- like a, a valid exemption for a medical reason or not. Like, they're not doctors. The school's not doctors. Who are they to say whether it's, like, legit? So, but, yeah, the whole, I don't know the whole story, but, I mean, yeah. I haven't needed to know the whole story. The fact that they're kicking the kid out within four days from the letter is bullshit. And, and shout out to Dr. Velez on how she handled that right away, got on the mic. And, uh, you know, I, I hope we can uh, learn about the results and the outcome of that and hopefully... Um, Everything was taken care of uh, properly. All right, so um, another controversial thing that happened was was the whole 5G thing was brought back up. Hey, dude, look, look, the 5G thing, I don't know if it's true or if it's not, right? I, I, like, obviously, Dr. Komorowski has a strong position on it. He did his whole dissertation on it. He's probably, he's done a lot of research on this, right? But there's just as, there's just as many credible people who would disagree with what he has to say. You know, it's like, this is why I don't really get into the, like the climate change thing. It's like, there's not total scientific consensus on this. So we cannot really come to a decision or a conclusion on this, right? But here's the difference is what is the benefit of having 5G if there is a likelihood of it affecting our children? You know, like it, it seems like this is another situation where the people just want to push back on the board and try to discredit them and, and, and make them look silly and conspiracy theorists. It's like, like I get it. I, maybe you're right that there's nothing wrong with 5G, but I don't see anything wrong with us taking the ultimate precaution. And that's why I appreciated what Danny had to say about it, you know, and like the boards, their pushback, uh, the Allison and Steve, their pushback was like, oh, we already covered this and there's been no new information. Allison said, she said, I wrote it down. Hold on. She said this, this kind of irked me a little bit. She says, I'm curious about other cities decisions to not allow the towers, but, uh, there's been, you have not brought forth any info about that. It's like, lady, why don't you do the research? If you're curious about it, you saw this on the agenda. Why didn't you look into that then? 
Why are you making a comment as a board member about something you're curious of and you had time to do the research on that, but you didn't bring that up yourself? I think it just shows like, it shows that like, uh, well, I'm just too lazy to do the work and if they're not going to bring it forward, I'm going to keep pushing back on them. I really feel like, I really feel like Steven Swartz has really compromised his ability to push back on Joseph Komorowski. And it's unfortunate. Like things got heated a little bit. If you watch the video, um, if you continue to watch it, we're, we're running out of time. So, um, you know, you guys can continue to watch it, but they got into an exchange. But the, here's the thing is Steven Swartz is walking for the recall. He's collecting recall signatures. He's with the recall people. There's plenty of photos of him. How are you a board member and you're gonna like work effectively with the president of the board that you're on, but you're also putting in work every weekend to recall him. You're obviously gonna push back at every angle that you can. And that's what it's starting to come off like. It's like, dude, you just want this guy recalled. You're not pushing back for the good of the community. You're pushing back because you just don't wanna work with him. What do you got? Yeah, and they go, what's the, what do they keep saying, right? Listen to the teachers, trust the science, blah, 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 trust our professors. Okay, well, he got his PhD and dissertation in 5G, and then Swartz is going to argue with them about the effects of 5G? What happened to trust the science and listen to the experts? He is an expert in that field, and he did that dissertation way before, he, I think, he became a school board. So, like, he obviously has some, like, this wasn't like a plan. He did this years ago. So he's obviously smart and obviously saw the ride on the wall. Yeah, I don't want 5G. Like, I don't trust anything the freaking government does. I don't, they haven't explained the benefit of 5G either. It's like, how much faster, how much more info or storage you need on your phone? I get my video popped up like within an instant. What more do these people want? The, the problem with the 5G and how high that radiation is from what I've seen, that it's not good for your body. It's like, you're going to walk through an x-ray machine at the airport a thousand times a day. Like, we all know that may cause cancer, right? Or is that a big conspiracy now because the government told you, no, 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 it's good, it's okay, you know, it's okay now. <laughs> it's like, and I always thought about that with 5G. 5G was in the news and people are really pressing against 5G. Even that Nashville bomber guy had that thing. He blew up the AT&T 5G station over Christmas. Remember that big? And it was in the news. It was like a big thing. And I remember thinking like a couple months ago, I'm like, there's probably <laughs> something to that 5G. You know why? Because I don't hear about it at all anymore. It's just like, they didn't do no research on it. Yeah, you know, and, and um, I, I will say that there were some people that, ha like, that, that had points of pushback and people were reading dissertations from other scientists. Our boy Josh went up there and that fool took apart his whole goddamn microwave. You seen that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had a part from his microwave. He's like, this is a component. This is a reactor spontaneous combustor. It's a component in the back of my microwave. This emits. He's like, I just took apart my whole microwave to prove a point. Now I can't eat. This is all your fault, Kamrasi. Yeah, leave Josh alone. Leave Josh alone. No, no, no. But but I, I uh, it was very uh, militant hip pocket class of him. Like the the speech he gave, I liked it. He's a good he, he did a good job. Um, yeah, but uh, but but again, I think that I think that. Uh, 
there's not total consensus on this. So I, I don't think it's like ridiculous for all of us to go, all right, let's hold off on it as a community. I don't understand what the, the, the only pushback on that would be. You just don't like the guy who's bringing it forward. And that, that's really what it seems like. That's what it is. They just don't like him. And like, yeah, Schwartz and Barclay are like, Barclay's not even like so lazy that she won't even look up the thing for herself. He's gonna have a debate with the guy that wrote his dissertation on 5G and like seriously try to sit there and be like questioning him on it, you know? And I'm sure Kamrowski wouldn't like, he's already getting enough heat. You know, if it wasn't a big deal to him and he didn't really believe it, he'd probably just be like, go ahead, put the 5G towers up, whatever. But obviously it's important to him. He wrote his dissertation on it, you know? So there must be something to it. Um, but yeah, these Barkley and Schwartz, they don't know anything about anything. They still think boys is switch to girls and blah, blah, blah. Like, once again, all their, I don't listen to any of their viewpoints anymore because like that chick, she thinks pedophiles like aren't bad people. If you say something like that, I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> if you say a boy, if you say a man can get pregnant and blah, 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 I'm like, I'm not listening to you anymore. That's it. You know, so don't try to lecture me on 5G and whether it's safe or not, Schwartz. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, it was just, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of stuff. I mean, there was chaos at the end of the night with Christine Massa. There's a video of that. She got kicked out and she made this whole scene with, uh, what's that dude's name? The security guard, Vickery. Oh, did she? Yeah, dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll share that video. Right. We'll share that video. Um, and, you know, I, I try to get people into the building for the meetings because you got to see how these people act, how they're blocking. So it was, there was like... Okay, if you watch, watch the meeting and watch how people are playing games with each other and blocking each other's signs in the camera. Watch the video. Watch what they do. Whenever there's like a support Kamrowski Weersma sign or whatever, people are moving things over to to block it. And it's it's like, it's just so childish. Like, what are we doing? What are we here for, dude? Can we just can we just talk about what we're here to talk about? Um, so the main thing with this meeting was the superintendent hire. Okay. I agree with a lot of the input from the, from the people who don't like the board members. I agree that it's frustrating that there was like a lack of transparency. I agree that it seems like this was kind of rushed through, you know, um, as, as like just an outside observer an everyday normal person, I agree like, Hey, that stuff's not really cool. So what I did is I did research and I want to know, well, what is the process? You know, like Alison Barclay described a really clean process of how things could have gone. Yeah, that sounds really nice, right? Mm -hmm. But then I come to find out of how our last superintendent was hired and it's like, well, I hope all of you were just as up in arms about that because I would have been and, and I wasn't there for that. But that had zero community involvement. So it's funny, like people like Schraff went back up there to talk about like, there's no community involvement. Again, were you speaking out about the lack of community involvement last time? Or is this just convenient because you don't like the board members? I don't know how I feel about it all yet. I want to see the superintendent come and put work in. I want to give the superintendent three, four months and see what happens, see what comes out of it. Unfortunately for the superintendent, it's very likely that he's just going to be met with so much hate and animosity that people might not want to work with him, unfortunately, because that's what it seems like the people in our district are doing. They're really hell bent on keeping the chaos going. Danny brought it up 
when they talked about the lack of transparency when the board members had the discussion. And Danny Gonzalez said that that Allison and Steven, they bucked at the process the whole time. So they were pushing back on the superintendent process the entire time. How difficult is that going to be? You know, like the board, if they're not working together behind the scenes and then they come out to the public and act like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I never saw anything and we shouldn't have hired this person. It's like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we don't really know. And it's clear that our board members, that the the two, Allison and Steven, at this point, this end of the game for the recall, they're doing everything they can to just make our board look more incompetent than it actually is. And I don't agree with that. I wish, I, I was talking to somebody, and this is... This is ultimately my opinion. I know a lot of people hear me and they're like, oh, he's just this right wing. Oh, he's with the board no matter what. He's blindly following the board. No, no, that's not what I'm doing. I just told you I don't agree with the way this went down. I don't elect people and just blindly follow them on everything. Let me ask you guys who are saying that. You voted for Joe Biden, so you're all about the shitty economy? You're all about the war all over the place? No, you're probably not. But you'd also say that you probably vote for him again, right? So don't take me voting for the board as blindly following ridiculousness. That's not what's going on here. What's frustrating is that there has been a movement since the beginning to disrupt the operation of our board members. The chaos that they talk about is being created by the people who keep talking about it. The chaos that we see, I think a lot of it has to do with Allison and Steven behind the scenes. I think a lot of them, they're leaking information to their constituents. They're making sure that they give pushback. If you watch the clip, they talked about <clears throat> the Brown Act violation that cost the district thousands of dollars, but nobody wants to talk about that. And who was the blame for that? Allison. And of course, she denies it. She denies it completely. So um, it's just unfortunate what's going on. We got a new superintendent. Um, he meets all the qualifications. The other thing is a, a couple uh, meetings ago, there was all this outrage about, oh, they're changing the superintendent qualifications. They're going to hire someone like Steve Campos or Tim Thompson. Oh, they're trying to make it so it does. they don't have to hire someone with a doctorate's degree. And here we are. We have a guy that's not a local guy, not any of the people that the people, the recall people push back against and, and not somebody that doesn't have a doctorate's degree. Literally, this guy has a doctorate's degree. So I would just like it for once if our community can just stop and if the board is going to fail, let them fail. Give them enough rope to hang themselves with and then I'll stand with you. But when you try to trip them every time they try to take off and you're telling me that they don't know how to run, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's a ridiculous concept. It's a ridiculous idea and um, I think it's silly. Anyways, guys, we got a new superintendent. Uh, I hope he comes in and he handles business and everything goes well. And again, like I said, if you, if we're gonna, <laughs> if we're gonna do something together, then we need to all be together on it. If there's people on the boat drilling holes in the boat because they don't like the captain, you're making us all sink, asshole. 
How about you just settle down and let's see what happens. I promise you, if this superintendent sucks and is doing a horrible job, I will stand with everybody on that. But you're not going to get me to stand with you if you are going out of your way to make that the case. If you're going out of your way to cause the chaos and be disruptive. If you're going to be a teacher that doesn't care about the superintendent and doesn't want to work with them, then you're the problem, not the superintendent. Anyways, what do you got, bro? Yeah, on the last note too, hey, this is kind of, I'm grabbing the new superintendent, but about the recall. Hey, general public. Don't sign the recall just based off what these people say when they come knocking on your door, okay? Take a second, tell them you'll get back to them, do a little bit of research, ask people questions. Like I think Riley got them on video at the MSJC saying, oh, the the board uh, banned uh, LGBTQ clubs. No, they didn't. That's a complete lie. I caught, I think we caught them saying, yeah, on the Troy thing about the lawsuits. My buddy ran into him at the park. And they were telling all these stories. Now they're trying to say like, yeah, COVID was horrible. You know, they're trying to say like, now they're trying to jump on the bandwagon of like, that they're upset about COVID. And they keep on saying too, that they're like, like they're trying to act like they're against Newsom. It's so funny. Like they're trying to say like, we don't agree with Newsom. It's like, yeah, you do. Like he's the one that put, it's just crazy to me. Like the amount of lying they'll do. And when they get caught, they just backtrack. They just, they play off people's ignorance. Right. And they just like tug on your emotions. Stop giving in to them, like telling their emotional stories about BS. They are lying. They're making up stories to pull on your heartstrings. That's what the whole climate change thing is. That's what the whole thing is all about. It's propaganda. That's how propaganda and brainwashing works. So what do you think Hitler, like people just change their mind just like on a whim? No, this is from your TV, from your music, from the social media, from them coming to your door. You have to check everything yourself and just use common sense like we talked about the hospital and like the other stuff you know it's like use your common sense on things right if they tell you no one's profiting you automatically know they're lying right if the girl comes up and says pedophilia pedophilia is not bad you know you should be listening to that side that she's on right i mean like We've been saying they're trying to do it. They've been saying they're not trying to do it. Now all of a sudden they have someone one on their side come out and just blatantly say they're doing it. They think it should be in the books. So it's like, what more do you need? Like, what more information do you need? I think we're pretty logical, me and Danny. So like community, which was kind of cool at the school where I saw something like there's new guys there for the first time. They're like, I need to come and show up and see like kind of what's this all about. So they're in for a show. And like then you keep saying, show up and come witness it for yourself. Um, but in the meantime, you know, do not sign the recall until you, unless you actually believe in what they're saying and maybe you just, you know, but if they had a real leg to stand on, like I like someone else said, it's like, they wouldn't have to lie. They wouldn't be making things up. If they're like the school, the board was really that bad, then why are they lying? So with that being said, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll catch y'all later. Hey, point blank truth. Remember, we don't think we know the truth. We're just always searching for it. So we if you think... If you think you can provide some truth to us, come on. Let's have a conversation. Let's have some dialogue and let's fix our community, baby. We'll see you later. Hey, podcast listeners. I just wanted to get on here and talk to you real quick. Add another outro to this episode because it's been some time since we recorded it and uh, some things have occurred since then. 
first of all, the red state, blue state debate between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. I hope you tuned into that and you paid attention to how much our governor struggled to field the questions that were thrown at him, how much he avoided the statistics that were up on the screen, the facts that were given to him, and how much he kind of danced around the question and the things at hand. I think that this is a ideal representation of what our recall effort is essentially doing when they knock on your door. Um, you know, this is a prime example of what the problem is in the state of California and why we need to keep board members like the three in the seats that they currently have. Again, that's just my opinion. The second point I want to bring up is there was a recent video of Steven Swartz where he got on and he went on and disparaged the board again and he made it seem like they're trying to force Christianity into our school district, which isn't happening. And even more disgustingly, he kind of... Uh, this was very dismissive of the Angels in America play and made it seem like it's just profanity. He completely left out the real problem that all of us had with it. The sexual nature of the content within the play, the age appropriateness of the content within the play. It's funny how he gets up there and he's so comfortable lying. Very, very similar to what we saw from Gavin Newsom. So I just wanted to add that in here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying the episodes. We'll be back on track with weekly content. Uh, it was just tough to kind of get through the uh, Thanksgiving break, uh, you know, with my family in town and all that stuff. So we're back on track. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later.